Voices are exotic dancers enter one by one Make love to all of your orifices in your seduction Hello and welcome to Ear Seduction. I'm your host, Paul Schilling. Today we're going to discuss my position on nationalism. Now, I took an excerpt from a different podcast and uh, where I discussed an experience I had at a Colorado Avalanche game. Now, in this experience, you know, we get a little off topic when I start telling the story, but I'm going to come back around in the final thought and kind of wrap it up for you. But in this experience, we talk a little bit about why I don't stand for the national anthem and why some people feel the need to tell me about it uh, at the game. Now, I just want you to know that you know when I'm when I'm divulging some of this to the the Midwest misanthrope, I'm I'm, I'm kind of letting it all out. And so when I talk about having violent thoughts towards this person or whatever, it's all just in frustration. It's all just my apish tendencies. Uh, I'm not a violent person, and I would have never actually done anything to this person or anything like that. Anything that would have been done to that person would have been in self defense. Now, in the final thought, I am going to sort of come back around and finish the story for you. There's other elements to this story that I want to share with you, uh, and we'll get to that after after you hear this audio. I felt the need to bleep out uh, somebody's name that I was using. And so you're going to hear a tone in there as a bleep. Uh, I just didn't want to call this person out by name because at the end, I'm going to talk about what they did after this and kind of a, a, an odd situation that occurred after this event and uh, have some more commentary on that. So let's now listen in to me telling the Midwest misanthrope uh, how this happened and what happened. Then I'll be back after this. I went to the Avs game last night and uh, I don't stand for the national anthem. Like, I don't, I just don't. It's not my thing. I'm not, an, I, I'm not into nationalism. Like, if I'm going to do something to support the troops, like, I'm going to go, like, volunteer at the VA hospital or I'm going to get involved with one of the groups that they're in, you know, where I actually talk to people and stuff like that. But, like, meaningless gestures of quote unquote support, I don't get into that. So I'm sitting there and Jake Schroeder, the man, the myth, my favorite national anthem singer, by the way, because I've actually met him and had a beer with him. He's cool. All right. <laughs> he's he's doing the anthem and some jerk off behind me. I'm sitting there, right? And I'm just, just you know, I'm clapping and smiling, you know, doing the thing that you are that that you do, you know, when you're having a good time. I'm at an Avs game. And he's like, you're not going to stand for the anthem? And he's like, b- just badgering me in my ear. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's not really my thing. And he's like, you fucking asshole. People died for you so that you could sit there. You don't even stand for them. And I was like, yeah, you know, uh, thanks for that feedback. But no, that's it's just not my thing. Thanks. <laughs> and he keeps he keeps going off. He keeps going off. And I'm getting upset. Like, I'm getting pissed off. And I like the whole I'm so glad I wasn't on Chantix because that would have been a fucking nightmare. Like, I would have completely gone off on this guy. <laughs> this is this is kind of like uh the uh or Nelson brothers from Slapshot. Yeah. You know, you're not standing there, but like the refs like shooting you know, out like you're not gonna stand with this and then you're just kinda like, I'm trying to listen to the fucking song. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I didn't hear the song and you're talking over the song. Yeah. Which is really good. <laughs> you're worried about me standing. Maybe I have some type of nerve damage. Yeah, that's the funny where it hurts thing. To stand, man. Well and the it was kind of comical because I was wearing my uh navy pea coat and so it's got like badges on it and shit so it looks like I'm I'm a you know whatever a, a soldier or whatever it looks like I used to be in the navy or maybe I still am all right and uh, he didn't notice that <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I stood up because I had to go get a beer and I like turn and he could see my shoulder where I have the badges or whatever and he saw that and he like kind of got mousy and quiet you know <laughs> like he stopped. <laughs> 
he, you could tell his body language changed a little bit. Gotcha. And I didn't say anything to him. I didn't. I just, you know, whatever. But this guy and like ruined my whole night. I mean, not really. I mean, you know, I got over it or whatever. But potentially ruined my whole night just because I won't do some nationalist propagandist bullshit that he wants me to do. And it's like, who? Why do you care? Like, why does he even care? These people that that make yeah. such a big deal out of this. It's like clearly you're a moron. You haven't thought through exactly what it is you're saying, and and it's none of your goddamn business. Like that's the key element right there. That's the key takeaway. It's none of your fucking business whether I stand or sit or lay down or boo or whatever it is I decide to do. It's none of your business. You have no idea who I am or why I'm doing or not doing what I'm not doing or doing. Why do you, yeah. why why do you care? And I literally I was I I said to because he was sitting next to me because got into it with him. He was like, "What the fucking? Why don't you shut the fuck up?" You know, he was like starting shit with him or whatever. And I was just ignoring him. I was just like, I was like, just leave him alone. He's a moron. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And uh, <laughs> it like laying into him, you know. And later that night, I was like, "Dude, he's getting up to go get a drink. Do you want to go follow him?" <laughs> and I was serious. Like I was like, "Should we go follow him?" Because I was like, between the two of us, dude, we could just fuck him up you know right right and he's like nah let's just you know let's just hang back or whatever and i was like i don't know man are you sure like this would be really satisfying <laughs> you know because i was like <laughs> oh it would feel so good to just pummel this dipshit you know what i mean yeah it's um and i'm not a violent person i just have like this narcissistic mental tendency to hold a grudge for longer than i should you know yeah it, well i mean like he's upset because you're not standing and he's got his reasons why he stands and and then you're upset with him because he doesn't understand that you thought this out and it's none of his business and here's what you stand for. And, you know, that's basically, that's that's the side of, you know, the, the options that are, you know, kind of frustrating to deal with because they do have an impact on your experience for that night. You know, It I mean? totally it's, did, yeah. I mean, yeah, for the first 20 minutes of the game, yeah. I was like, if I just turn around and I could drag this guy over the seat and throw him on to the ground oh, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like the whole like that whole time i was just like ah i don't you want i'm out. not a violent person i don't want to lose my right to vote i don't want to be a felon i don't but but like those people if if society wasn't set up the way it was and if i wasn't a little bit more of a thinker like if i was on chantix right like if i didn't have that executive motor function to sort of like turn things off and recognize okay i'm i'm experiencing rage i should probably disassociate myself with this person or something bad might happen you know what i mean right right that would be the that would be the guy that would be one of those guys and they just don't understand like it's just none of your business like you're welcome to say whatever you want but recognize that you're ruining people's day like you're being an asshole and and what eloquent vocabulary is he gonna arouse in himself that's gonna change my mind like he didn't say anything other than didn't you realize people die for so that you could fucking uh, fuck you like he said fuck you like eight times and there were a couple other grunt like words in there in between it's like dude if if you want to change my mind why don't you at least come up with some good reason for me to stand like whether i stand or sit or sleep through this people are still going to go and die for my right to do whatever i want to do so that's not compelling well yeah i mean and at the end of the day when somebody says you know don't you realize people have died for you you know so you, you should show them respect and stand up it's like don't you realize that they're dead yeah they don't fucking matter because they're dead. <laughs> like, so we we can't necessarily take a poll as far as who's upset with my actions and what I'm taking right now. Because there might be some. If I talk to the dead person, that dead person might be like, "Hey, that's." 
it's your choice, you know? Yeah. And there might be some other dead people that are like, uh, well, you know, we, we appreciate it when people show this sign. We think it's very, we think it's a sign of respect. So we do appreciate when you stand for the anthem. But the problem is, is that they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> they don't fucking matter anymore. So that's, you can't, you can't bring up, you know, what the dead. They don't care because they're dead. Yeah, exactly. They're dead. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, are you gonna? Is this an incentive to continue to, uh, you know, not stand up? Yeah, I don't. In the national I don't game, s- or would you? Or would you see somebody with the same characteristics and be like, I don't want to deal with this. No, it's not going to change this anything. Time, I'll just, I'll just stand up because this not guy looks like he's. A, this guy looks like he has something to say about the dead. No, it's not going to change anything. I don't stand but, because uh, I'm not into senseless nationalism it's the same reason why when a tragedy happens i don't like go thoughts and prayers you know on twitter or whatever like I, if i'm gonna do something about it i'm gonna do something about it i'm not gonna pretend to do something and standing for the national anthem is only doing something for yourself it's not doing anything for anybody there's no there's no servicemen there that are looking at you going oh thank you you know what i mean and and each game they do like a, we want to recognize blah 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 for his service and they go over what he did or, or her or she, you know, and how long they've been in the military. I clap for that. I don't stand up, but I clap for that. And, you know, I'm like, woo! I do my my whistle and shit because good for them. I actually care about individual people. Like, that guy feels good because I'm clapping for him, right? But the national anthem, that's not... We're not singing it for anybody but ourselves. It's just a... It's just a, sure. a stupid fucking thing that we do. Rah, rah, the flag was still there. I'm not a flag was still there kind of guy <laughs> you know what i mean like i just don't get into nationalism i don't see it as a healthy way to spend your time makes sense to me man yeah anyway yeah. i wanted to we were talking about rage and i literally wanted to shank a guy to death last night because i thought well that might be kind of satisfying yeah it's uh you know just kind of makes you uh, human nature human nature those guys uh, those guys that do that kind of stuff need to learn a lesson that if you you just never know who you're poking with a short stick you don't know if you're poking a bear who's gonna fucking maul your ass or a mouse you know what i mean somebody who's just not even interested and it's like at one point in that guy's life obviously it wasn't last night but at one point in that guy's life i would love for him to poke poke a bear and just get his fucking ass handed to him so he would learn like watch your step keep your mouth shut you never know who you're pissing off you know yeah you know what because there was a moment in at you know shortly after that happened that i was a little bit concerned for my safety i was like this guy's sitting behind me i can't keep an eye on him i don't know what he's gonna do i don't know how you know fundamentalist he is about what he believes i don't know if he's crazy or what you know like I don't know what his thing is so he's sitting right behind me and I can't just monitor him because he's obviously more of a threat you know he's he's one of these morons that's gonna say something and he doesn't he doesn't even understand what he's saying so it's like was it, was it scary or was it thrilling no I mean like, it, it make you kind of feel a little alive like were you really scared or were you kind of like all right senses are heightened well, no I'm I wouldn't ready to fucking go you know <laughs> yeah no I wouldn't I wouldn't say scared as much as I would just say like it it, it made me become aware of my surroundings in a way that I wasn't before. Like now yeah. I thought, okay, I might have a person behind me who might be violent. And I yeah. I'm gonna have to I might have to deal with that. So there was a there was a certain amount of preparation. But yeah. like you like to know the kind of company you're in so you know yeah. who to watch out for, like who to keep an eye on. But it sucks when you can't keep an eye on them because they're sitting right behind you and you're in a you know a stadium or whatever. So mm. I, at one moment or at one point I was like maybe I'll stand and just face him and be and, <laughs> 
to be like, you know, this I, is, this, this is, is a physical this is your sign doing. of challenge. Yeah, like this is your doing, dude. Now you have identified yourself as somebody that I can't trust and I'm not going to yeah. turn my back to you. You know, like you're one of those guys. But I didn't do it because I thought, well, like I want to watch the game, first of all. So I thought, well, maybe I'll stand in the stairway. But then I realized there are seats above where I would have sta- stood. So people would have been like, fucking move, you know. So yeah. I just weighed the pros and cons and figured I've got here. If something goes down, he'll help me, you know. And I mean, I, I hear what you're saying where it's kind of like, uh, you know, I felt threatened, but there, there is a sense too of, uh, you know, there's, you know, that's kind of like a, uh, a way of framing things where it, it disregards what I appreciate about conflict, um, where it's, it does make you feel alive. Oh yeah, in a, in a sense of to where it's like there are people who will go through that circumstance and be like, you know, I felt I felt a little, you know, I I, I felt scared and I felt like I might have been threatened, you know. But then there's another then there's another way of looking at it, like, yeah, I felt threatened, but I fucking said something or I did something about it, which made me be able to say I threw it on the table and I can walk away with my head held high instead of a lot of people were just like, oh well, this is this language is intimidating to me or like the way that you're talking is a aggressive uh these type of things where it's like it doesn't deal with it if you can't fucking deal with it this is gonna be a long road for you because there's always gonna be people who are gonna look at you and be like i don't give a fuck if you're threatened or not that's that that is none of my concern i'm actually looking at the situation of i deal with enough of these personalities to where i'm gonna i'm gonna get some satisfaction off of doing something that is completely against what you're trying to make me do yeah and i i accept the consequence but the humor is is that people like to go down the threads of like worst case scenarios and like allow their imagination to run wild where it's like well, what if you would have had a gun or a knife and you're just like well you would have dealt with that when it happens. But here's the thing. Not everybody's walking around with a fucking gun in a stadium. You know what I mean? It's like not everybody's doing that. So, yes, you do have to accept the fact that my actions can have some consequences. But I'm going to have the ability to actually step over that line instead of cowering in the fucking corner. And then complain about it afterwards being like, I was so scared. It's like, well... What else is new? You've never stood up for yourself. Yeah. So you don't know how to handle the whole idea and the, and the feeling of how good it feels to be like, look, if this goes bad, if I eat some punches or if I get hurt, I'm still standing by the whole idea of saying I, I'm doing something about this. And I know if you have a kid, people are like, well, if you have a kid, you can't think about it that way, blah, blah. It's like, well, yeah, that's fine. We don't have kids. <laughs> yeah. So we really, you know, I've gone to great lengths to ensure that that's not going yeah. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's, if that's how you value life, then your, your, your value of life is, you're more valuable than mine is. So at, at least I'm going to enjoy the idea of saying that's, that's fucking far enough. And then when they look at you with those eyes, like, what'd you say? It's like, that's, that's far enough. You know, I'm not just going to fucking do whatever you say just because you're some random Joe Schmoe guy. Yeah. You know, you're, you're basically dealing with somebody who's literally at the end of the food chain with his existence and has come to terms with that, where are you? And weigh that out because <laughs> this is I don't have as much to lose apparently as you do. Yeah. So that's liberating at least. So Well, and uh, like to speak to that, I don't really consider I don't really sit around worrying about what might happen as much as what I'll have to do in reaction to that. So I, I don't oh, okay. like yeah, yeah. get worried like, oh, is this guy going to hurt me and then get scared? I just think to myself, okay, I have a potential 
existential threat. This guy is bold enough to chew me out right, you know, right behind me and, ru- you know, potentially ruin the whole game. Right. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be violent or what. So I just need to think about what I would do if he did get violent. And then I started thinking about my options. And then I realized, oh, it's here. He'll help me. Plus, I have the low ground. And in a stadium, that's actually an advantage because he has to bend over and get out of position to <laughs> attack me. And all I have to do is grab him by the lapels and pull him forward and he'll get way out of position. And then <laughs> I can just, the and then, yeah, and then just throw him to the ground and start pummeling him with my feet, right? So I don't even have to move. So anyway, yeah, no, I mean, it was just, I don't get too worried. I just get, I, I, I'm more concerned with how I'm going to react and what needs to be done after the issue happens. But I, I'm not blind to the potentiality for violence. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, nothing's going to happen. It's like, no, something might happen. Yeah. I just have to be aware and ready. And nope. then not only that, there was the question, you know, my humanity got involved. And there was the question of, should I initiate violence? Like, it would be very satisfying for me to shut this fucking guy up, maybe for good. You know, my brain even went to like, oh, I kind of want to kill this guy. <laughs> like, I don't know why I get there in my brain, but I actually do think that way sometimes. Like, I'm not like a violent person, as you know. And I'm an, an I take an anti-violent stance on everything. But I'm human. I'm still yeah. a human it's, being. It's, it's, it's natural. Who ha- yeah, of course it is. Who has yeah. some bloodlust. And there's a part of me that's like, God, I really want to kill this guy. And I I, I agree. It's sort of unhealthy. Or, or it's sort of disturbing or whatever. But it's there. And, you know, I didn't do anything. But I'm just glad I wasn't on Chantix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I could just imagine the Chantix eruption where I, like, climb over my seat and fucking, you know, do everything in my power to kill him in front of everybody watching. Like, fight breaks out in an avalanche game in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Naked man throws up all his clothes <laughs> yeah. and attacks man behind him. And yeah. He says it's a result of he's screaming out, I have every right to not do <laughs> yeah. your nationalism bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And just sitting there smoking a cigarette going, I don't know. Man. Yeah. You guys are fucking that. nuts, man. I'm standing. <laughs> I just wanted to get out of the house. I even put my hand over my heart and take off my hat. <laughs> really? That's, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't have to look at my wife for a couple hours. <laughs> okay, so that was the story. A gentleman felt the need to curse at me and swear at me and poke at me on my shoulder during the national anthem at an avalanche game. And uh, the person I was with uh, stood up for me and had what was a fairly cogent uh, discussion with this gentleman about why I have every right to sit or to stand or to kneel or to leave or whatever, why I have the right to do whatever I like. And this was very interesting to me because the next time I saw this person, we were at another game and he then decided he wanted to talk to me about what had happened and he wanted to ask me why I didn't stand. This was very odd to me and he persisted for, you know, 40 minutes probably while we were, while I was trying to watch another game. So Essentially, two games were now ruined by this (laughs) issue. And I'll explain more now, but it was very odd because the person that I was with was trying to convince me that by not standing, I was actually making a statement and was taking the other guy's side, the guy that was so upset with me, the guy that he talked to coherently and cogently at the game, describing why I had every right to sit. 
and why it wasn't a big deal that I was sitting. So I was very confused by this conversation and rather annoyed. Now, it's sort of an example of how people can really kind of lose the ball. They can kind of lose their place in, in the argument, so to speak. But it was also an, an example, and I'll get into these types of situations in season three more when I talk about friendship and how to be a better friend and to be careful of people that are very willing to cause friction with you over nothing. This was an example of that. Here is a person who just, you know, a, a couple nights before had an argument with somebody that was yelling at me about not standing for the national anthem. And he had a very valid and, and sound, reasonable argument for why I don't need to stand. Now, he didn't have the argument that I have. He didn't understand why I don't stand, but he had an argument and it was a good argument. And then for some weird reason, when we were at a different game, he decided to have the same argument with me, but from the asshole's perspective, causing just bizarre friction with me for I don't know why. No reason that I can imagine. He also tried to say things to me that were hurtful kind of on purpose, like there was something wrong with me for not standing. He tried to make it sound like if I don't stand, then that's a statement, which if, if you just abstain, if you just have no position, that is a position. There is no position. I don't have any nationalist position. I don't care about nationalism. Let me, maybe it'll help if I explain that a little bit now. So the reason I don't stand and the reason I don't sing and take off my hat and put my hand over my heart and all of these gestures, which I believe are meaningless anyway, is because I'm not convinced that that is the correct place or I guess I'm not convinced that that is the correct relationship to have with the state. If the state is, you know, our country or our government, however you want to, however you want to uh, think about it, why would the appropriate position or relationship to the state for me be to salute and worship a symbol of the state? See, nations, nation states are far too large and complicated of an entity to just be for or against in full. Now, this was also during the Trump era. So at that time, especially, I wasn't really convinced that we were on the right team. I'm not really going to get behind a nation who elects somebody like Donald Trump. And I'm certainly not going to sing their national anthem or worship their flag. See, standing and putting your hand over your heart and singing and all that stuff and taking off your hat, that's all a form of worship. That sounds very religious, doesn't it? I mean, if you're in a church, you can't have your hat on unless you're a woman and then you have to cover your head. There's a whole George Carlin skit about this that's really funny. But the whole point here is that it's very religious in nature and to just blindly worship the flag, to pledge allegiance to the flag, to sing the national anthem as if we were good people just because we're United States citizens or to think or to brainwash yourself into thinking that the United States is good just because our flag was still there or just because you are a citizen. The United States isn't good or bad necessarily. I think generally they're pretty good and oftentimes they're quite bad. But pledging an allegiance to that nation or worshiping the flag or the nation as you do when you do the national anthem, engaging in nationalism, the kind of nationalism, by the way, that is very prevalent in other subsections known as like white nationalism. Fascism is heavily predicated on nationalism, the idea that the state is correct no matter what. It's important in my view as a patriot and as somebody who is a citizen in the United States to be in the correct relationship to the state itself. And that is definitely not one of blind trust or worship or adoration or adulation. I don't need to do anything in relation to the state other than abide by the laws and try to contribute to the nation state to the best of my ability under the values and rules and moral teachings of humanism and to be skeptical 
realistic and to make sure that people like Trump don't get into office or don't get into power. And if they do, that I do everything against them when they are in power. If you have obvious bad people in charge and you're the population that voted them in, having a little worship session before every game, just so that we're all on the same page <laughs> and we all believe or whatever, whatever the goal is of the national anthem, whatever you think the goal is to respect the troops, that's not a healthy position to be in with the state. To blindly respect the troops, whether they're doing something moral or immoral, is ridiculous. So that's a little bit about my position. Now back to my story. So here I am a couple days later at another game with the same fella. There is no asshole yelling at me about not standing. Instead, my friend is the asshole. And he's arguing with me about why I don't stand. And it was just very bizarre to me. And it really was sort of hurtful and it seemed unnecessary. Why? Why did we have to have this discussion when he had already had this discussion with the asshole two days ago or whatever it was and had taken the same position now he was asking me to take? It's like, why don't you just ask yourself why I don't stand? <laughs> it, like I said, it was very bizarre. But this was one of quite a few different things that happened with, between me and this friend that started to make me wonder if this friend is really my friend. Like, it's like he's trying to be mean to me or trying to have an argument with me just to have an argument. Or perhaps he was lying to the other guy just because, you know, he had loyalty to me at the game and he didn't really think that way. But even if he did or didn't, he wasn't asking me why I don't stand. He was telling me why not standing was wrong, how it's somehow disrespectful. He even brought that up. He even said, you know, if, if somebody we know that, you know, had served was there, would you stand then? And I said, you know, I don't know. Probably not. But if the person like nudged me and was like, hey man, stand up, I probably would because I, you know, I like the people that we, that are my friends. And I probably would be like, oh, well, okay. If he wants me to stand, I guess I will. And he was, you know, he, he served. So, and I respect him. So I'll do that. But honestly, probably not. I'm not really a stand for the national anthem. I might probably, even more likely, I would probably just say, oh, no, thank you. That's not really my thing. And if he wanted to talk about it later, we could. But the problem that I had with my friend that evening was just that he took the opposite position that he took at the game. And he already knew the answer to the questions he was asking me. And he still wanted to somehow make what I was doing wrong. And it seemed very needless and very pointless. And it was one of a few conversations that we had had uh, after that that seemed to be just pointless. I'll give you one more example. And I'll try to wrap up why it is that I'm telling you this. So quite a few months later, we were having a discussion about public nudity and how I just don't think it should be a felony. I, I don't think it should be against the law to be naked. That doesn't mean I'm pro-public nudity. And basically, my friend, not having thought about this ever, and uh, not having really had a humanist position regarding public nudity, just kept saying, I fundamentally disagree with you, as if that's a point. And then when I said, why? He said, well, do you want to see naked people? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> because I don't want to see naked people, is essentially what he said. And I said, no, I don't want to see naked people. But if you should happen to find yourself naked on the street, that shouldn't be a felony. Then the naked human body should not be overtly offensive in my estimation. This is a humanist perspective. The, the naked human body is just that, a naked human body. It's almost the exact same as a clothed human body. And the fact that some people may be wandering around naked or find themselves naked uh, for some reason out of their control, there shouldn't be a law to outlaw or ban them. This would be, in my opinion, a great something. This is in the realm of social justice. There would be people saying, hey, buddy, put on some clothes or taking pictures of them and tweeting, look at this moron, right? It, it's not a, it's not an issue that we need to let 
legislate against. Most people, I believe, would walk around clothed. It seems to be a pretty natural way for us to be as humans. But being naked is also natural, and it's also something that I don't think we should be vilifying. You definitely shouldn't lose your right to vote and have to go walk around and tell everybody that you're a pedophile or whatever, a sexual deviant, or, uh, you know, had been convicted of some kind of sex crime just because you're naked. The naked, like I said, the naked human body, I don't see any evidence to, to support that it should be outwardly vile or reviled or punishable, that we should be punished just for being human. Because really, in its basic sense, in some basic sense, a naked body is just that, just a, just a human. The point I'm trying to make is that my friend was perfectly happy to just argue until he was blue in the face when he had no argument. I just made a relatively good argument. Granted, it could be better. But he had absolutely nothing to say other than I disagree. <laughs> and he didn't have any reason. The only reason was, is, well, I don't want to see naked people. Okay, well, what happens if you don't want to see people with purple hair or gay people or whatever? Like this, to me, sounds very similar to those arguments. And I'm not saying he's, you know, a bigot or whatever. He just hadn't thought about this. He just doesn't have a position because this is the first time he's even considered such a thing. But instead of like sitting and listening and maybe exploring it, saying, hmm, well, what would be the reasons pro or con? Or how might we navigate this this uh, this new idea that you have or, th or this potential issue? He was just, oh, you know what? No, no, I'm going to argue with you. And he gets very angry and he, he wears a lot of his emotion outright. He doesn't really hide it. And so he's willing for whatever reason to, to damage our friendship over something trivial, first of all. It's not like I'm a lawmaker and over something that he hasn't even thought of ever. So he's basically just a neophyte to the conversation. Now, I had thought of it slightly more than him <laughs> and was kind of bringing it up because I was hoping maybe to get a better understanding of it. Maybe he had something I hadn't thought of. Maybe there was some, you know, other twist to this that needs to be taken into account. But there wasn't any, there wasn't any camaraderie there. It was just negativity. And I get that a lot from people. And I wanted to share this with you because you might get negativity from people if you're somebody who wants to think out of the box or if you're somebody who wants to change society for the better. And you might run into people, even people you know, even people that are your friends that will just, just shut, try to shut you down. Just be negative just to be negative. You've heard it in other uh, episodes of this season where people are just trying to shut me down and it's very clear that they don't even know what they're talking about or they contradict themselves from sentence to sentence. If you're having these kinds of problems, I empathize with you. I sympathize with you. It is going to be something you'll run into. If you have an open mind and you're willing to at least entertain the idea of, say, public nudity, you're going to get people that just don't like you and they just don't like you just because and they don't have any reason. And some of them are going to be really close to you. Some of them are going to be your really good friends. And they're going to tell you they don't like this. They don't like you. They don't like what you're saying. They don't like where this is going. And they're going to argue with you and get angry with you. These are all things that don't help a friendship. These are all things that hurt a friendship. And lots of people are going to be willing to argue with you and damage your friendship when what they really could be doing is exploring the topic with you and furthering the camaraderie and the friendship. There's, there's not always a good reason to take the opposite stance, even if you disagree. Sometimes it's worth saying, hey, wait, I've never thought of that. What, what are you, what? What are you saying? Well, let's explore that. What are the pros? What are the cons? What are the reasons why that's a good idea or a bad idea? Had you thought about this? Would that potentially, does that support the opposite, you know? It, in other words, it's worth having sort of a platonic dialectic in order to ascertain the actual value, the truth value of such a claim. You know, the claim being in this case is it, it should public nudity be against the law, right? And why is it against the law? And why maybe ought not it be against the law? Well, I just wanted to give this to you because this is the kind of issues I've been running into with people lately. Sometimes they're really close to me. Sometimes they're not. And, and I
And I'm going to start sharing, especially in season three, I'm going to start sharing these experiences with you. I'm going to start sharing my personal experiences with you. I'm going to share, for instance, I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do a series, series called 500 Dates. I have been on 500 Dates. I was an extensive dater up until about five years ago and didn't, haven't dated since, but I was looking for the one. I was looking for that woman that was going to make my life better, that was going to be the yin to my yang, or at the very least, be a supportive and loving person in my life and who I was going to get to support and love as well. Somebody who would challenge me and who I could challenge. Somebody who could make me a better person through understanding and empathy and commitment and compassion. But that didn't happen. But I really tried hard and I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to tell you how I, all the things I did to try to become a better partner and all the different dates that I went on and all the little footnotes that hopefully you can get from it. Now, another thing that I'm going to do in season three is give you some of the problems I've had with friendships and some of the good things I've had too. Some of the things that I've done over the years to build long lasting friendships. I'm talking 25 year or more friendships. I have had multiple 20 year friendships. I've had very many 10 and 15 year friendships. I've had a whole bunch of year and five year friendships. And there's a lot that I can tell you that hopefully will help you or at least uh, get you thinking about friendships, how to get new friends, how to keep old friends and so on. This particular example is sort of threefold, right? You get to hear about my position on nationalism, which I'm going to do a deep dive in in season three. You get to hear the bizarre response from my friend who was with me, how one minute he was on my side defending me with a cogent argument to some asshole at a, at a hockey game. And then the next was the asshole attacking me and my position, not asking me why, but accusing me of not respecting the troops and of why why he thought that nationalism and you know pledging allegiance to our nation or our flag or whatever was somehow a good thing to do with little else other than, but it's a good thing. It's like, well, if I can point out how it's a step towards fascism and it's a component of white nationalism and it can lead to an unhealthy relationship between you and the state, then I feel like I've made a, some pretty good steps towards being against displays of nationalism or getting involved in nationalism. If all he has to say is, but it's good because it's good, that's not really all that helpful. But it helps you, the audience, understand that even though folks in your life, maybe your good friends or whatever, they also may be completely willing to put stress, to, excuse me, they may also be completely willing to put that friendship under stress and strain to potentially damage that friendship or have you walk away feeling worse off or negative. They may be totally willing to do that. And I don't know why. I don't know why that is something that your quote unquote friend would do to you. I guess that's all I wanted to share. I just wanted you to feel like you weren't alone if this has happened to you. Or if you're confused about it, maybe you can email earseductionpodcast at gmail.com and we can discuss it. Or I can get ideas to publish another episode about this type of this type of event in a friendship that will help somebody else. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know uh, this last final thought kind of meandered a little and I'll try to tighten it up, but before I publish, I'll go through the editing process and try to do a little better job. But uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Ear Seduction. <laughs>